Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. This is the Q&A show, so make sure to get your questions in tonight, and I will answer all of them. We already have a few in the chat, so if you want to skip the line, make sure to leave a super chat that allows you to skip the line, um, and make sure to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel for free we actually have a note from a sponsor before we start tonight's show, and that comes from My Perfect Franchise. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? Looking for a side hustle while working your current job? Wanting to diversify, build wealth, and or leave a legacy? Andy can help. Andy is a franchise consultant as well as a franchise owner and helps people find franchises that fit their skill sets, financial requirements, time to commit, and more. His services are 100% free, and he's here to help you if you have any questions about business ownership. Andy Ludicky is the go-to guy when it comes to franchises. You can visit myperfectfranchise.net to learn more. You can call him directly at 404-973-9901. And you can email him at andy at myperfectfranchise.net. He's always available for Zoom calls as well. That's Andy Ludicky with My Perfect Franchise Net. Make your franchise dreams come true. Want a Chick-fil-A? Want a Jamba Juice? Want a Sheets gas station? Andy Ludicky can definitely help with all of your franchise needs. Again, make sure to visit him at myperfectfranchise.net. All right, guys. So we are a week on, uh, we are a week out from National Signing Days. Uh, National Signing Day, not days. Well, it is kind of days. You know, it is the early signing period. Guys can technically make their decisions from Wednesday to Friday, but obviously most and all of the action will probably take place on Wednesday. So exactly a week out from the early signing day when most guys make their decisions. And we already have some questions in. Um, John A. Schultz says, is Michigan recruiting Elijah Dotson as a DB or wide receiver? I, I saw he took reps at DB at the Rising Stars Top 250 camp and will play DB at Belleville. Another service also lists him as a running back. That's interesting. Um, Zach has covered Dotson more than I have, but uh, obviously he's a really intriguing athlete. I don't think he'll be a running back at the next next level. Six foot one, 170 pounds. Recently transferred from Detroit Jesuit to Belleville. So it will be interesting to see how he does 
with, um, you know, better competition around him, better competition he's facing. I do think he's probably a DB at the next level. Michigan is recruiting him in the secondary. And as you, you can see here, the Wolverines have a commanding lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine with a 98.3% chance of landing him. Dotson has visited on multiple occasions. Zach just had a great interview with his father over at the Wolverine.com. So yeah, Michigan likes him as more of a flex DB. I could see him as a corner. I could see him as a safety as well. He's just a really interesting athlete and uh, recently got a rankings bump in the industry ranking, even though all sites have him as a high three star, he's actually an industry four star. Um, you know, he can play wide receiver as well. Um, so that is something to watch, but I I'm excited to see how he does at Belleville next year. But this is a guy that Steve Klingscale and company really like early on. Uh, let's go ahead and go down to John again. And he says, in your video on Bryce Jenkins, you mentioned he was an important recruit for Michigan to land as a Kenneth Grant replacement. Which realistic recruits do you think are the most important for Michigan in 2025? Omit Bryce Underwood. Um, so I would say, I would say wide receiver Quincy Porter would be at the top of my wish list. Michigan failed to land that big bodied wideout this year. You know, they recruited several guys, including Georgia commit Nitro Tuggle, but it does not look like Michigan is going to close with size on the outside. That's two cycles in the row that Michigan has wanted to add a bigger wide receiver, a true natural outside wide receiver. And just hasn't happened. Quincy Porter is that guy, six foot three and a half, 190 pounds, was one of the most dominant 2025 recruits I saw all season, if not the most dominant on the offensive side of the ball. He's tall, he's long, he's more than just a red zone guy. He's he runs routes like a small guy. Um, tremendous catch radius and really good speed for his size. I mean, his yards after catch for being, you know, this big bodied receiver were extremely impressive. And he was playing good competition at Bergen Catholic, which is a powerhouse in the Northeast. Uh, Michigan up there with Rutgers on the on three recruiting prediction machine. He just hasn't done much with recruiting. He's a really quiet kid. He hardly does interviews, uh, but he did visit for the barbecue at the big house. And even though Rutgers is up there on the on three recruiting prediction machine, he does have some big offers. I believe Alabama and Georgia have offered him. Penn State's very much in the mix. But like I said, just hasn't done a ton of recruiting, hasn't made very many visits, doesn't talk about recruiting very much. But I think uh, Ron Bellamy has done a nice job with him early on. And there are several talented receivers on the board. I mean, you have guys like Khalid Lockett, Andrew Marsh, Talon Taylor, and the list goes on, Taz Williams. But I think the big bodied receiver is the most important for next cycle. And that's why I'd go with Quincy Porter. Um, you know, Bryce Jenkins, you mentioned, I still feel like even though Michigan was able to flip David Polypoly late, they still need a guy that has a little more length at the nose, a little more height and length at the nose position, a guy built a little bit more like Kenneth Grant and Bryce Jenkins. Um, you know, it's definitely that guy. Michigan just put an offer 
on the table for him in October. And I had a chance to see him play and lead uh, Washington, D.C. friendship to a state title. And you see the clips there uh, from our producer, Zach Libby, new full-time producer, Zach Libby, who's eating ramen noodles as we watch this. But uh, no, I do think that Bryce Jenkins kind of fits that role. And you see that here in these clips, he is that, you know, massive 315 pound guy that's tall, that's long to so a different build than more of a, a stout, compact Pale Pale. Uh, so, you know, there are some other options at nose like uh, Amir Leonard, Gene Charles and Kevin Otis and guys like that. But I think Bryce Jenkins, you know, fits the description the most. You see him playing some offensive tackle here and you see the athleticism and the feed and the physicality, uh, even with him playing on the offensive side of the ball. But Jenkins is definitely one that fans really seem excited about. And I'm definitely excited about as well. And it, uh, it was definitely fun to see him shove kids around as you saw there. So Bryce Jenkins would be one. And then, you know, uh, another that comes to mind on the defensive side of the ball is uh, Kamar Archie. There's several talented linebackers next cycle. Guys that uh, are really highly rated that have visited Michigan, including, you know, Elijah Melendez. But I, I'm going with Kamar Archie at the linebacker spot because he fits what Michigan missed this cycle. And that was Aaron Childs. Aaron Childs was penciled in for this class and then all of a sudden flipped to Florida and it's, you know, they, they never really replaced Childs this cycle. They, they got some good linebackers, you know, Cole Sullivan, um, Cole Sullivan, Jaden Smith, super athletic guys that can play multiple positions. Um, you know, you have Mason Curtis that could potentially be a linebacker. You have Zach Ludwig, who I think will probably end up being more of a, a long snapper type. But, you know, they never really found a true junior Colson type of linebacker. Kamar Archie is that guy. When I first saw Archie, I was standing next to another recruiting reporter um, that covers the region, that covers the, the Northeast for another network. And I was like, there's Aaron Childs, <laughs> like literally the exact same player. Um, six foot one, 220 pounds, runs sideline to sideline, extremely well, really comfortable in coverage, extremely physical, uh, also a playmaker as a running back, goes to the same school. So he, he goes to Princeton Hunt School. That is the same school as Michigan defensive line commit Owen Waifel. So the Wolverines have an advantage there. This is another kid, much like Quincy Porter, that has made almost no visits. And the, the reason these New Jersey kids haven't made visits is because they have games on Saturdays, basically every weekend. So I think he's only visited like Rutgers and Penn State, and that's pretty much it. I, I think he was planning to go to Alabama here recently, but I'm not sure if he ended up making that trip. Either way, he's had really good dialogue with Michigan. Unfortunately, Chris Partridge is no longer on the staff, but I do expect Jesse Minter and whoever they get to replace Partridge to really make a run at Archie, who's a top 100 prospect per on three and a top 100 prospect per meet. Um, and then, you know, defensive back loaded group. DJ Pickett is the obvious name that comes to mind. You have so many built-in ties here. His mother went to Michigan. His grandmother lives in the Detroit Metro, he had an aunt that was a professor at Michigan. So just so many ties here. 
um, has been to Michigan so many times, including for um, the game this past month. Uh, it was the first time his father had a chance to see Michigan, and I think he really, really enjoyed it. And he's just a special talent. I mean, he's the number one safety, the number seven overall prospect in the country for next uh, for next cycle. So I think he's a must land for Michigan. He's really tall at six foot three, one seventy. The thing that stands out to me the most about Pickett is the length. Like my God, I had this dude take a wingspan photo, and he didn't really tower over me from a height perspective. I think he's probably like six two and a half, six maybe six three. Um, but the length, that was like. Man, I, I kept having to back up to get the wingspan um, in full view of the camera. So that length at that, you know, that length with that height, with that speed, it, it makes him, you know, the best safety in the country. I also think he can play some corner as well. When I saw him in the spring, he was running some track. So he definitely has some speed to go along with that. But yeah, I mean, Michigan's in a really, really good spot for Pickett early on. You already have Chris Ewald. And when you talk about, you know, must uh, or most important recruits. I think keeping Chris Ewald is another big thing. You kind of forget about him a little bit because he's committed already, but keeping Chris Ewald and getting Pickett, I mean, that is the uh, the dream scenario in the secondary. John's back with another question. He says, um, <clears throat> also, you know, the Tuesday off topic questions have gotten to EJ when he's asking recruits random things like their favorite meals. No, what happened yesterday is I went to go see Devin Baxter and Dominic Nichols. And we always do these signing day spotlight videos here on our YouTube channel. So, you know, make sure to like this video and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you subscribe, you can get alerts every time we drop new videos. And we'll have some really cool signing day features with some of the commits where you get to know them a little bit. You know, we ask them the usual questions, why they picked Michigan, their relationships with the staff and things of that nature. But we also get to ask them, you know, about their favorite meals and, you know, uh, just what they like to do away from the field. So you guys can get to know them a little bit. So we'll have that coming here before signing day and on signing day. Tyson Smith says, did Epic paying cancel FSU? So Tyson's referring to Lugard Edipai, who did cancel his Florida State visit. And that is why we were starting the show a little late. We were looking into this um, recruitment. So on 300 edge, Michigan's most important remaining defensive target on the 2024 recruiting class. I just posted over at the Wolverine. Look, I feel really good about Attic Pai. I am close to putting in a prediction, but I was told by a source to hold off. It's not necessarily a done deal yet. He did cancel the Florida State visit. I thought Michigan may have had the slight edge coming into the OV, but I'm told Maryland is a school to really watch here. They do have the lead on the on three recruiting prediction machine. They are the hometown school. He was there over the weekend and had a great time. But, um, you know, I think if Michigan's able to overcome the distance factor, they just have so much to sell when it comes to edge production, when it comes to development. Uh, and, you know, if they again, if they can overcome the distance factor, there's no real comparison between Maryland and Michigan. Um, you know, I was told the two things that Attic Pai really values is development and academics. And I think Michigan checks both of those boxes much more than Maryland. So, you know, we'll see. I, like I said, I'm close to putting in a prediction. I like where Michigan stands, just holding off a little bit longer to see if Michigan does seal the deal this week. Um, I would say that right now Michigan has 
about a 65, 70% chance of landing him and increasing by the hour. Um, I put out a, a percentages thing earlier today and put Etik Pai at 55. So it's now going up and up. Um, so I, like I said, I just want to hold off a little bit and see if anything changes. I mean, this could change like as soon as this show's over. So if you're listening to this later on on the Apple podcast, this could really just change dramatically. And it already is, as you're seeing him cancel the Florida State visit. I had talked to him on Monday, right before he left to Michigan. He was still planning to go to Florida State. So it's clear it's pretty much down to Michigan and Maryland. Rutgers is Rutgers at Minnesota also received OVs. But uh, again, I, I really do like Michigan's chances. And this could change by the hour. You could see me just put in a pick, you know, at eight o'clock. But we'll we'll see how it plays out. We'll see what else I get. You know, as Adipai is still on campus right now. That's the other thing to note is he has not finished his Michigan visit. He hasn't had the exit interviews or anything like that. He's actually at dinner with the staff. So yeah, we just have to kind of wait and see how things kind of play out over the next 24 hours. But I do like where things are trending. Um, the next question is, is Gatlin Bear coming? Well, that is the great question heading into the early signing period. I think the bigger question is, is Gatlin Bear making a decision on Wednesday? Um, he may take his recruitment into the late period. I think the sooner he decides, the better for Michigan. I would give Michigan the advantage right now. But as Bear has said in the past, there's still a little bit of concerns given what's going on at Michigan. Obviously, you had the sign-stealing scandal. You have questions about Jim Harbaugh and his contract. So I think those two things are keeping him from jumping on board. Like I said, I do think Michigan has the advantage here, but you have to keep in mind that Bear is going on a two-year mission. So he wants to make sure there's program stability. And Oregon has done a great job of recruiting him as well. They're the other school really involved. They've negative recruited the hell out of Michigan's offense. Um, you know, and they pitched stability. So We'll see how that one plays out. There's no exact timeline for, for Bear. It's not a guarantee that he makes a decision next week. He could take it to the All-American Bowl in January, or he could take it all the way to the February signing period. He doesn't leave on his two-year mission until late February, so he has time to wait and see how things play out before he makes a decision. And honestly, he has no real reason or incentive to make a decision right now because he's going on that two-year mission and you know he really doesn't have to do anything until he enrolls at the school of his choice in 2026 so keep in mind he wouldn't arrive even if he does pick michigan he wouldn't arrive in ann arbor until 2026 so still a while away uh, what does ej want for christmas i don't really ask for christmas gifts like I'm the type of person that likes to be surprised. I'm not the type of person that's like, I like giving more than I like receiving. Get out of here with that. Nobody's like that. But I do, uh, I do like to be surprised. I hate when people tell me, I hate when people ask me this because I don't want to tell you what I want. If I want something and I have enough money, I'll just go buy it. But I want to be surprised. I like gifts that are like, meaningful or personalized like that's what i hate when my my wife's that type of person she's like i want this 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 get me new shampoo get me new this and i'm just like i don't want to get you this i want to get you like 
personalized gifts. Um, so yeah, I like personalized gifts. If I had to like make a short list, I definitely want some new underwear. Nobody gets me any sizes that fit. Um, and I definitely want a uh, Game Boy Color or something of that nature, more, more additions to the uh, retro game collections. Right now I have a Super Nintendo and a Dreamcast and that's that's pretty much it and I, I have like loaded stock of games so yeah maybe another like maybe a game boy i have a psp already so some so I, I like 90s to early 2000s gaming so yeah i mean i can't really think of anything else of warm hats i guess <laughs> but yeah i don't know zach probably wants a gift card to sheets um or little caesars and yes he's clapping in the background he said i nailed it zach's gift for christmas is a little caesar's gift card um all right let's go to william cawthorn and he says how many recruits over the years that you've been high on turned out what you thought and name a few um i mean i've been doing this for 12 years so there's so many guys i mean obviously when i covered texas uh you know being in the state of texas there was just an absurd amount of talent and guys that went on to the nfl some of my Favorite guys that I was high on that didn't even pick Texas. I mean, mo <laughs> I feel like a lot of my favorite guys don't pick the school that I cover. Um, but some of my favorite guys that have gone on to do really great things are Garrett Wilson was awesome to cover. I love Garrett. I had Garrett rated as a five-star before he was a five-star. So Garrett comes to mind. Jalen Waddell, um, maybe my favorite recruit of all time. Uh, I had him as a five-star talent. Obviously, he's doing great things. Kyler Murray uh, was not very fun to cover, was kind of a mean little guy. But uh, damn, man, he could play football. He's the best I've ever seen at the high school level. So I obviously, I had him as a five-star, and he was a number one pick. Um, Jeff Okuda and J.K. Dobbins, more Ohio State guys. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Okuda, J.K. Dobbins, two of my favorite guys, obviously, um, you know, high draft picks and, and had great collegiate careers. So those are some guys off the Texas beat. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the Michigan beat, I haven't been here for, you know, that long to really be like, oh, man, I was super high. Like, I was actually going to do a look back at guys that or, or how I kind of graded the 2020 class. That was my first class on the Michigan beat. And I didn't really get to do full evaluations of guys. I only got to see like half the class play because I joined the Michigan beat that August. So I was still going to go back and kind of give thoughts on where I had these guys ranked. But some of the guys that I had high in that class were Blake Corum. I had him as a top 100 guy. I was pissed when rivals dropped him. Zach Zinter. Um, if anybody remembers, I thought I, I called Zach Zinter the most dominant offensive lineman I'd ever seen. And obviously coming from the state of Texas, there's a ton of offensive line talent down there. Uh, but Zach Zinter, man, was the best in game. I've never seen a defense like double and triple team an offensive lineman solely for the purpose of him not getting off those blocks and getting to the linebacker. It was insane. Like the way he changed that game was extremely impressive. So Blake and, and Zinter come to mind as guys that I was really high on in that class that have obviously gone on to have tremendous careers at Michigan. And then looking ahead at, you know, 2021, obviously I really 
love JJ and it looks like he might end up being a, a top 10 pick. So yeah, those are, are some guys that come to mind. William Cawthorn also asked whatever happened with Nitro Tuggle. So top 100 wide receiver Nitro Tuggle committed to Georgia, flirted with Michigan throughout the fall. Ron Bellamy went out to see him play a game. Uh, he's obviously a teammate of Josiah Edmond. And you see Michigan is in the mix there on the on three recruiting prediction machine. He was supposed to visit Michigan officially for the game against Ohio State, but then his team made their own state title run uh, in the state of Indiana, and so he was unable to make it that weekend. Then there was hope that Tuggle would make it into Ann Arbor this weekend, but now he's heading to LSU instead. So obviously he's still open in terms of his commitment to Georgia, just might not be as open to Michigan as we initially thought. So I think things have kind of fizzled out with Tuggle. Like I said, I did the percentages on the site today of remaining targets. So if you don't have a subscription to the Wolverine.com, you can see that uh, it's just $1 for one month. But I, I want to say I put Tuggle's percentage at like five. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Courtney Harper says you're odd on the six foot seven defensive end, also any shockers for signing day. So I think he's, he meant my odds on Luger at Pai. And if you guys weren't here earlier, I said that uh, I'm feeling really good. I think I might put a prediction in. He canceled his visit to Florida State. It's likely down to Michigan and Maryland. The Wolverines are working to close on him right now. So I mean, percentage, I had it at like 55% earlier today and it's increasing rapidly. So we'll see how things kind of, uh, play out over the next few hours. Maybe, you know, things change at like eight. So we'll see. Uh, O'Ra said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't answer the other part. Courtney said, any other shockers for signing day? I'm not expecting any, but obviously you can't rule any out. O'Ra82 says, who are the top UM recruits left on the 2024 board? I know the commits list is getting full. Yeah, there's 26 commits. I mean, honestly, the two realistic guys left in play here are Luger Pai and Gatlin Barron. Those are the two guys we've been covering throughout this show. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You do have guys that are still kind of out there, like a Nitro Tuggle and um, Deshaun Warner, but it's not really looking likely for those prospects. Uh, William Cawthorn is back with another question. And he says, do you honestly think Underwood will choose Michigan? Um, I honestly do not right now. I've had my pick in for LSU for about a month now, and I have had no reason to change that at this point. William Cawthorn says, do you share your evaluations with the team? <laughs> um, we are not allowed to talk to the coaching staff. It is against NCAA rules. Let's go down to William Cawthorn again. And he says, is there any recruit out there as big as that Texas DT? And if so, is Michigan recruiting them? Yeah, so Dylan Battle is the Texas DT. Uh, he's out of Mansfield Timberview in the Dallas area. He visited for the game against Purdue. Um, you know, recently listed Michigan in his top group. But he's man, he has more of a poly-poly build. You see, six foot two, 315. That's exactly what Pale Pale is. So if you're asking, is there any recruit out there as big as the Texas DT, I would again refer to you, uh, refer you to uh, Bryce Jenkins. He is more of that Kenneth Grant, longer, taller type, uh, six foot five, 315 pounds. So Bryce Jenkins would be 
the uh, a little bit more of a massive mammoth type of nose. Liam Roberts uh, says, will we land Elijah Melendez? I like where Michigan stands with Elijah Melendez. Obviously, he said a commitment is coming soon. When I talked to him a few weeks ago, coming after coming off that visit for the game, um, he had a lot of positive things to say. He said he wanted to get back to Michigan for the winter, but um, I'm a little hesitant with this one just because Ohio State had such a big lead for him going into the game visit. But more importantly, Michigan doesn't have a linebackers coach right now. And that was the thing when I talked to Melendez, he was like, man, Michigan, you know, really opened my eyes. Like, it's not just Ohio State anymore. I loved everything about Michigan, but they don't have a linebackers coach. So I have to wait and see who they hire. On top of that, he came on the visit with his dad only. So he really wanted to come back in the winter with his entire family, made sure his mom got allocated and everything. So I think it's a little bit wait and see. I know, again, I know he tweeted out commitment soon, but I, I would expect Melendez to take it into the next open period. So the dead period starts on Monday, but then, you know, after the holidays, there's a brief open period where Michigan usually has that big winter visit weekend. And so, you know, I, I think Melendez is a top priority to get on campus for that weekend. And hopefully there will be more answers in terms of who will be the linebackers coach. Uh, let's go down to John A. Schultz. And he says, which ridiculous bowl name is your favorite? I am partial to the Pop-Tarts Bowl and the Tony the Tiger. Is that really a thing? I haven't even really paid attention. Zach's nodding yes. I have not been paying attention to bowl games. Like bowl games have lost so much meaning with guys entering the transfer portal and, you know, the playoff, obviously, and, you know, guys sitting out as they declare for the draft. So, you know, I'll, I'll probably throw it on. Since I'm not traveling for high school games on the weekends anymore, I'll probably throw on some bowl games in the background just during the rain of weekdays. But, um, I, I don't even know what the names of these bowls are, but those sound great. I know Zach's favorite is the Little Caesars Bowl, obviously. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I haven't really thought about the uh, bowl game names, but those are awesome. The Pop-Tarts Bowl sounds terrific. I, I don't know where that is, but uh, I would definitely love to attend that. Um, I will say my favorite bowl games, I guess, are the Cotton Bowl. I've been to the Cotton Bowl a few times and uh, it's been awesome um, at AT&T Stadium. I, saw, I was there that one year where it was like in the midst of uh, Johnny Football Mania. And I've been to the Armed Forces Bowl because uh, my alma mater SMU played in it. And that's about my extent of uh, bowl experiences. So I don't have an answer, but I will I will give you the credit, John, and say the Pop-Tarts Bowl sounds great. I would love to go to the Pinstripe Bowl. Isn't that like, isn't that in Yankee Stadium and stuff? I'd love to go to that. Look at the Papa John's Pizza Bowl. Uh, so Zach is uh, producing tonight's show and he's, it looks like he's nodding and he's changing his opinion on the Little Caesars Bowl. I guess he had Papa John's recently, and now that's overtaken Little Caesars. Maybe he just really loves Birmingham and their Southern <laughs> Go back to that thing. Southern Hospitality, Serious Football. That's their spoken. <laughs> but nothing about the pizza. They should be like Southern Football, 
or Southern hospitality, serious football, like slapping pizza or something. Like why, why didn't they incorporate the pizza? But I guess we'll have to ask Zach about switching his commitment on signing day from little Caesars to Papa John's. Let's go down to a uh, self-made Sean. And he says, what do we have the best chance or who do we have the best chance to flip? Uh, right now, no real flip candidates. You know, Gatlin Bear already decommitted from Boise State. Lugardetic Pai is open. He's never been committed anywhere. So I don't think there's really any flip candidates right now. Maybe Michigan pulls a surprise. You know, they've still been trying with Georgia commit Nitro Tuggle. But like I said um, earlier, I, I don't think there's much of a chance there. Let's go down to uh, John A. Schultz. And he says, EJ, do you believe in Santa? I bet Libby does, but like the ghost he believes in, he only believes in a friendly Santa. I mean, is there a mean Santa out there? Like, I mean, obviously Santa is not real. I mean, I guess the uh, St. Nick guy was a real guy, but was he mean? Was he like just an angry old Scrooge and they portray him as the nicest guy ever? Um, obviously, do not believe in Santa. I know Libby probably does uh james monroe says haven't seen much about the offensive line they feel good with what they have what we have or anybody in the portal worth looking at i think they feel pretty good with where they're at you know they did discuss adding a six offensive lineman i know they flirted with bennett warren a little bit even after he committed to tennessee um maybe they do look at the portal for for maybe a younger guy or a depth piece. I don't know. Um, but in terms of recruiting this cycle, I think they're pretty happy with the class they have, unless they can get a really highly touted guy. Like I know Sharon Moore really loved Jordan Seaton and wanted to add him late in the class, but nothing really ever moved the needle there. And he obviously ended up committing to Dion in Colorado. Then our last uh, question comes from William Cawthorn and he says, Maybe you've answered this before, but is Libby a Michigan fan? Not yes or no, Libby. In the uh, in the back, Libby's in a in the background right now. He says uh, he says sort of. I I know <laughs> he's like he's like I don't know how to answer this. Um, yeah, uh, from what I recall, Libby has told me that he did grow up basically rooting for Michigan, but hasn't been as much of a fan you know, in the last several years. Is that right? Not yes or no? Yeah, basically. Yeah, Libby went to Central Michigan, so he's all about the Chippewas. When uh, He's in the background right now, only in his Chippewas underwear. So he's all about the Chippewas. Um, so he's a Central Michigan fan, I guess. Are they in a bowl this year or no, Zach? They're usually in one of those Papa John's bowl. He's not to no, know. They're terrible. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, I guess Libby is more of a Michigan fan than me is the best way I'll answer that question. And I think that is the last question. So appreciate you guys for joining me. I know it's a pretty quiet signing day this year with just Bear and Attic Pai. But obviously, the Attic Pai recruitment is getting exciting. We still have some question marks with Gatlin Bear. Bryce Underwood is set to make his decision next month so less than a month from now bryce underwood will be committed somewhere so we'll keep you updated on everything michigan recruiting over at the wolverine.com make sure to sign up for just one dollar for one year today and also like this video and subscribe for free here on our youtube channel we will be back with our usual show on tuesday next week as well 
as uh, our signing day special show on Wednesday. So you get to see Zach back in action twice next week and not just uh, in his role as a background producer. So appreciate you guys. Uh, I will see you all soon.